a taste explosion. A gathering of cuisines from all over the world, cooked by kids. <laughs> Tasted by family and friends. And serve as a podcast. Hello, this is Reggie. I invited my little friends to explore culture through food. In this series, we will present a dish that will introduce young kids to global cuisines. Learn about fireplaces, family traditions, recipes, and secret ingredients. This 40B radio podcast was made possible with the support of the Community Broadcasting Foundation. Find out more at cbf.org.au. Hello, my name is Isabel Thompson. I am 10 years old. In this episode, I will introduce you to gluten-free cuisine. My parents run two cafes that serve celiac-friendly food. At the cafe, I help labeling the takeout paper bags and arranging utensils and table napkins. Thank you, Bella. When children contribute to family life, it helps them feel competent and responsible. Even if they don't enjoy the chore, when they keep going, they get the feeling of satisfaction that comes from finishing a task. Right, Bella? Yes! Rejoice Thompson, that's my mom, found innovative recipes for pastry and savory dishes that are gluten-free because the two most important people in her life have an autoimmune disorder that makes them sensitive to food or products with gluten. It's called celiac disease. My doctor explained that when food enters the stomach and travels to the intestines, food that is contaminated with gluten damages the intestine would make my tummy unbearably painful, like it feels like you're going to vomit. My dad has celiac too. So there you go. So Rejoice is the family's gluten-free queen. Everything that she prepares in the kitchen are healthy gluten-free dishes. People who have celiac disease have an intolerance to gluten. Gluten is a protein found in wheat, barley, rye, and also in oats. A healthy gluten-free diet includes a variety of fresh fruits, vegetables, rice, quinoa, meats, milk, and milk products. I tell my friends in school that there are also breads, crackers, pasta, and desserts that are made from the allowed grains. Before we start cooking, here's a song from Music Masala, an exciting 40B radio project featuring local musicians from diverse cultural backgrounds, a spicy blend of music and life. Sun cool breeze, the touch of your skin, warm company, a smile, a hug, the air we breathe, brand joy is in the ordinary, it's not so far away. Oh, 
48 different languages, 50 different cultures, and just one radio station, 4EBFM. Listen to 4EBFM and the world is yours. Let's start cooking. I will make gluten-free chocolate chip blueberry mini pancakes. While I'm cooking, Bella will read out the ingredients and walk you through the preparation. So, you will need some chocolate chips, some blueberries, some flour, sugar, milk, and eggs. So first, you have to put your flour, your sugar, your eggs, and your milk in. Then next, you have to put in your chocolate chips and your blueberries. Ownable. Then you add like one cup of water. Then you stir. Then you put on the frying pan and go to the temperature you usually put pancakes on. 
make sure you have like a little like a little spoon like maybe like a teaspoon no a tablespoon yeah, yeah get a tablespoon and just quickly put two scoops on one and one put on a frying pan so that would make a mini pancake then you just wait until it's really really soft and and yummy and then you just flip then you are done if you put a Nutella on top, then it's really, really yummy. Do you make this on your own, or does your mom make this? Actually, I got the idea from my friend's mom. I was once at her house, and then she asked, wondered if I wanted like some going free pancakes. Then I said yes. Then she, then I saw her making these mini pancakes, and I saw that she was making them really small, and I really enjoyed them. So you, you and obviously, you know, you see your mom baking a lot mm-hmm. in, for, for the cafe. And she makes a lot of, you know, she also experiments on a lot of recipes at home. Yes. Do you also make your own recipe? No. All right. So if you, she, is it because she doesn't allow you in the kitchen yet? No, not really. Why? <laughs> because she said I'm too young. Okay, when you're a little bit older and you're ready for the kitchen to cook in yeah, the kitchen. Yeah, then she would allow me. Because when I grow up, I would really love to have a little bakery.
Celiac disease is a common condition which affects 1% of people in the Western world. In Australia, it occurs in at least one in every 100 people. Symptoms may start at any age, ranging from infancy to adulthood. At the age of 10, Bella shares her practical tips in managing her dietary restrictions and lifestyle challenge in following a gluten-free diet. I'm having this chat with Bella at their cafe. It's a bustling Saturday morning out here. The parents are busy because of the holiday events and customers are excited about their lovingly made gluten-free pastries and specialty coffees. We are back! Bella, are you the only one in school who has celiac disease? No, I think there are seven of us in total. What do your other classmates ask when they wonder what is a gluten-free lunch? They ask me, is this gluten-free or is that gluten-free? And I, and usually they have wheat in it, so I usually say no. Now that you have developed a habit of reading food labels, what do you look out for so that your tummy won't get in trouble? I will look out for the first thing that comes to my mind. If anything says wheat in the ingredients, that means it's definitely in there for me. So in your school, how do you find out if food has wheat if it's not like if it doesn't come in a package or you know whatever the tuck shop prepares? I usually just ask if it's going free and I well and if and if they don't know, I would probably just avoid it just to make sure. So what is your backup? I just get food from my lunch. You get, so you always prepare your own lunch? So does your mom mm-hmm. prepare your own lunch? Mm-hmm. So what kind of lunch does she prepare for you? She prepares me gluten-free pasta, some yogurt, some fruit. Some What's vegetables. your favorite lunch? Or what makes you, What's the most exciting lunch that she has prepared for you that you, you wish you have it every day? Um, she has made me some really, really, really yummy macaroni and cheese pasta with sauce. She also got me some, my favorite type of yogurt, blueberry yogurt. And she also got me like strawberries and she also got me um, a blueberry muffin. Have your friends tasted what a gluten-free meal is like? Have you ever offered it to them? Like, this is gluten-free, do you want to Yes, try it? I have. Yes, I have. What did they say? They said that they didn't really like it, but I disagree because I think they just don't like it because they're not really used to having going free. Even though it was, even though it tasted exactly the same and not going free. So when you are at a birthday party, what do you tell people that, you know, whenever you bring your own cake? Um, they would usually ask why I would bring my own cake and I would just remind them that I still have celiac disease. So do you find it hard to have celiac disease? Yes, I find it very hard because some foods that I really, really used to love, when I was not going free, I now can't eat now. And I'm just really sad and yeah, you never like, when you see a plate of food, you never actually can be careful. Like when you go out, you order some food, you never actually know if it has crumbs in it. Okay. So it's very hard to actually make sure. So what happens when you feel sick? It's really, really, really painful. I I feel really weak. My stomach gets even worse. Like, you know, that's how many I usually vomit. 
So your dad also is celiac, right? Does he feel the same way when he... No, not really, because I am more sensitive than him. He just... For me, it's really, really painful. But for him, it's just fine. Um, what did your doctor say? Does your, did your doctor say that, you know, when you grow older, will it be easier to manage? Um, my doctor never said anything about that. So what do you do to manage the pain? Let's say, let's say you accidentally ate something that has wheat in it. I would just get a bowl, get a hot pack, lie down on my bed and just rest. And just rest. Earlier, you heard Bella, the aspiring baker, and dreaming to run her own bakery. You know, she's also a budding writer. For this episode, I gave her a task to write a story that we can play with our voices. In two hours, she came up with a complete story, with a beginning, a middle, and an end. In the first two chapters, she set the scene of characters with feelings and the mysterious and something uncomfortably eerie. Let's have a listen. The Red Dress Girl, Book One of the Ghost Hunters, Chapter One, A New Case. There were once four sisters. The oldest, Karen Cato. The second oldest, Katie Cato. The third oldest, Kim Cato. And the youngest, Catherine Cato. They were ghost hunters. Their parents were monster hunters before they died. So the kids decided to continue the family tradition. They lived with their aunt, Aunt Sarah Seabob, Uncle, Uncle Sam Seabob, and cousins, Susan Seabob and Sarah Seabob. The four sisters started their ghost hunting business one week ago. Susan and Sharon were also on it. One month later, the Lego newspaper had some news. Looks like people have been getting killed in the woods. People who have survived have described the killer as the ghost of a girl. Turns out the girl was born in 1420. The girl had got paranormal powers. She started using it for good. The other villagers did not like her. They threw her over a cliff. Now she haunts the woods forever. Uncle Sam ran away from the newspaper. Looks like we got our first case, said Karen. Chapter 2 into the woods. The next day, the kids woke up at 1 a.m. then got prepared. They went to the woods. After 10 minutes of walking, they heard a voice. It was a singing voice. It was eerie and scary. When the kids went forward and more forward, the voice kept growing louder. I'm so tired, whined Catherine. Then, something moved in a bush. Kim decided to check it out. She went closer and closer. She walked inside the bush. Suddenly, there was a deranged voice that boomed, surprise, <laughs> and pulled Kim into the bush. You can run, but you can't hide. The deranged voice yelled, shrieked Kyra. The girls ran back home. So what do you think will happen next? Bella developed a love for reading at a very young age, 
which is crucial to anyone who desires to write. Her imagination ran wild in the last two chapters you're about to hear, and I was inspired adding the sound effects to enhance the story. Chapter 3 Back Home Karen couldn't sleep that night. She had sworn to, to everyone in the team that she would protect them all for her life. But Kim has already been taken hostage. She didn't know what to do, especially what to say to Uncle Sam and Aunt Sarah. In the morning, Aunt Sarah marked, Where's Kim? Um, uh, she, uh, Karen didn't know what to say. Oh, Kim? Kim went out to hang out with her friends for the day, Katie replied. Katie winked back at Karen. Thanks for having me back, whispered to Karen. One hour later, the girls got together again. How are we going to save Kim? asked Catherine. We go into the woods at 11 tonight. We shall go to our parents' secret hideout. We'll go supplies there, said Karen. At 11, the kids went all, all went to the hiding place. Wow! wow! Everyone remarked. The hiding place was stuffed with weapons, gadgets, and so much more. Chapter 4. The Fight The girls went to the woods again. This time they were jacked with cool stuff. After the girls set foot into the woods, they heard a scream. <coughs> they rushed over to where the scream was. The ghost was biting Kim. Kimberly tried to shoot the ghost, but it was too late. Boom, boom, boom! Kim was gone forever. The ghost was no longer a ghost. She had become a human being! The girls were furious. What did you do to my sister? Oh, screamed Catherine. <laughs> oh, I just sucked her soul into mine. Now she is dead. And I am mortal, said the red dress girl sweetly. The red dress girl was very pretty. She had a long red dress, high heels, and red hair. Finally, the girl said. I'm alive. Stacy is back. <laughs> Laughed Stacy. Now I shall die, boomed the girl. She flew into the air and shot ways at the girls. Attack! Yelled Catherine. It was not working. Stacy was too strong. Then Carol had an idea. She used her gadgets to make a sword. Cover me! Kara told the other girls. Kara ran up a broken truck, then jumped at Stacy. Eat this! She yelled, cutting, slicing Stacy in half. Stacy screamed. <coughs> Stacy was on the ground. She was getting torn into pieces. Goodbye, said Katie. Stacy disappeared. She was no more. Kim woke up. What? What? What happened? She asked. The other girls laughed. It's a long story, Karen said. The girls helped Kim to her feet and went home, laughing the entire way. Their career as ghost hunters had truly begun. The end. That was fantastic. I absolutely enjoy the collaboration. Here's the deal, kids. Right now is the school holidays. Reading is important whether you're a child or even to us adults. 
Nowadays, we have electronic gadgets, social media, television to entertain us. I urge you to set aside time to read a book. Cool storytelling, Bella. We will be right back. This is 4EB Radio sharing the world with you. Come visit our website on www.4eb.org.au. We hope you enjoyed a bite of diversity in this episode. Here at 4EB Radio, we are very fortunate to have a wealth of culinary stories coming from the members in the multicultural community. Generations of Australian immigrants are supporting this station to preserve culture through language and through features like taste portion. This has been fun, and we learned heaps too. Thank you for listening. I'm Isabel Thompson. Bye-bye. Isabel Thompson makes gluten-free pancakes. Reggie Michelle, producer, host, writer, sound editor. Katharina Losha, taste explosion concept. Music used in this episode. Feel the joy from the Music Masala 4EB album. Celebrate Children's Week song, written by Don Spencer of the Australian Music Foundation and performed by the ACMF Tari Children's Choir for the Children's Week Council of Australia. Sound effects and design, bensound.com, sfx.co.uk, and freesound.org.